You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. It's Jonathan Schroyer here, Mission Matters Podcast Network. As many know, I run the channel, The Future of Service, and we talk to fantastic leaders from sales, marketing, consulting, a variety of different locations that either have BPO background or a product background or business, or, you know, it just talks to a lot of people because they're experts like our current guest, Brian Blackett, who's the expert associate partner at McKinsey and Company. You might know him 13 years at Teleperformance. He was the senior vice president of business development, the CEO of Germany there. So Brian, super glad to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Maybe tell the the viewers a little bit more about you. Well, thanks for having me, Jonathan. It's great to be here. I think you already said quite a few things about me, but I've done my career a little bit backwards after having spent 13, 14 years in BPO. I've entered consulting with McKinsey about three years ago. And you know, with my background, it probably comes as no surprise where I spend my time. It's really serving BPO companies and investors in the space. And the other half of what I do is really focused on customer experience and customer operations across a variety of industries. And I have the privilege of working with leading companies all over the world, all the way from the United States, the Middle East and Asia, and of course here in Europe where I'm based. So really excited to talk to you today and looking forward to the conversation. Fantastic. I think this is going to be great. You'll be the first kind of leader on the podcast that has been on the BPO site and is now kind of in the consulting space. So it's going to be super interesting to hear your insights and where you think things are going. So as most folks know, there's two questions and then two insights. So Brian, let's start off with the first question. In your mind, what is the future of service? It's a pretty broad question, but let me try and narrow it down to three things that I think are sort of things that I see going on in the market right now. Number one is increased complexity. The second is the idea of tech enablement. And the third is the idea of blending sort of, let's call it pre-sales, marketing, and then post-sales or service, which have always been in kind of separate worlds. And so if I just do kind of a double click on each one, you know, the first thing is around increased complexity. Everything is becoming more complex. Things are connected to each other, which is creating, on the one hand, it's taking out the same technology that's making things complex is taking out, let's say, the easy things that you mm-hmm. used to be able to solve when people would call about. These things don't happen anymore. If you think about the the things like, where's my stuff? Or how do I install a driver? Th- these sorts of things have kind of gone away. And what's come, what's replacing it are things that are increasingly complex. So devices in your house that talk to each other, all the logistics involved in e-commerce. There are a lot of things that are connected. And this complexity is driving a different type of, of mindset and a different type of person that needs to be servicing customers. The second part is around around tech enablement. And this is, you know, most people think about tech enablement, particularly when we're thinking about customer service, about, you know, chat bots and being able to find a way to stop customers from calling. And I think that will continue, but that's, again, taking away the easy stuff. I think the really interesting thing gets into using technology to sort of enhance the human touch and enable those folks that are trying to help customers to be able to do their jobs better. And there's a lot of exciting things out there right now, which allow for using voice analytics to provide not you know feedback to an agent after the fact, but rather in real time to be able to say, hey, you, you know, you're doing great here. I'm going to nudge you with some information about how you can help the customer, how it can yep. maybe create additional value. Things around gamification to speed up the learning curve. Yep. Uh, and, and I think all of these things are 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 
absolutely essential as you know to the first point as things become more complex we need to be able to, to we need to be able to use technology to make the human touch even more valuable then the last part around blending of pre and post sales as i call it increasingly what i see in organizations is that the website and the app might belong to marketing and mm-hmm. that chat and the IVR and the guys on the phone that belongs to customer service organization. That is a a way of thinking that is old. And so increasingly, we're starting to see that come under one roof because to the customer, it's one company and whether it's on, whether it's in the app or whether it's on the phone or in a chat or wherever they want it to be consistent and to be able to talk to each other. So, you know, the sort of golden goose of the omni-channel experience is becoming real. And in order yeah. to be able to do that, you need to be able to break down these silos. Well, I think it's interesting on that point in the gaming space specifically is 90, 95% of the companies that I've engaged with, they already have services under marketing. So they're kind of starting down that blended route. So it's really interesting that you mentioned that. I started to notice it probably about four or five years ago, it was only about 30 to 40%. And so we're starting to see that in the gaming space, I'm sure probably in other spaces as well. That's a very interesting point. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you bring that up because I would think of sort of the gaming companies as the you know, I hate the term, but let's call it a born digital or digital native. I don't know what you <laughs> yeah. call them. That a bit, you know, don't have a lot of legacy to deal with. And what we're seeing in the more traditional industries that have to, you know, compete now on what customers' expectations are from the digital neighbors yeah. are having yeah. to break down those silos exactly because, you know, the gaming companies and the other, let's call them new economy companies, have operated in a way that you just described. Yeah, totally, totally. Those are some powerful insights. When you think about the future of service, you think about those two or three insights that you shared. What do you think is the force multiplier that's going to push some of those forward? Or maybe one of those is going to move faster than the others? Like, what are you thinking around that area? You know, it's, it's interesting you ask that question because often I am asked by clients to say, what shiny new toy do I need to buy <laughs> to make a difference? You know, yeah. is there a technology out there that I'm missing, which is going to make all of the difference? And quite often, it's the case that the technology is there. Uh, it's just not fully leveraged. And the reason it's not fully leveraged is that the dots aren't connected, that there are enablers that are missing. And so I think those that are able to, you know, sort of address the things that we just talked about, yeah. you know, being able to deal with complexity, being able to add the human touch and have the omni-channel experience, which means breaking down silos and combining technology with operations and not yep, yep, yep. not having this them sort of be separate are the ones that are going to win. In fact, we see the same technology being deployed in two different companies with completely different outcomes. And oftentimes the difference is if it's an IT project, it fails. If it's embedded in operations, then you're able to have it rooted, you're able to have it grounded in what customers actually want and be able to address real issues. So I think you know, the multiplier for me is a leadership team that recognizes that these problems exist between the different departments, whether it's between the, the sort of marketing and pre-sales, let's call it post-sales and support, between yep. IT and operations, people that can see across all of these silos and break them down are the ones that are going to be successful and will be able to leverage the most from their technology investments. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting you bring up that example about IT and so forth. I think when you think about the companies and where the power cores are, the decision makers, I find companies where IT and finance are driving the power core decision making, they have the hardest time adapting, growing, being agile and doing what's best for the client because they tend to jump over 
dimes to get to pennies, right? Just naturally based off the personas and what where they work. Whereas if you have an operational or a success type leader who looks across the entire footprint of what's going on, you know, that vision sometimes can be very helpful to break down silos, break down walls and drive things. So as you think about, you know, the next few years, what are two other keen insights that you'd love the listeners to, to be thinking about or, or dreaming about? So the first one I think is related to just what, what we just talked about. I have yet to see a transformation fail because they had the wrong technology. Yep. yep. There's a certain level, of course, that you need to have, but it's almost always the things that we just discussed that are the reason that things fail. It's not the technology, the technology is the enabler. The second interesting thing that I would say is that, you know, phone is not dead. If you read enough of, let's say, the general press, you might you might believe that chatbots are taking over. And it's if you look at all of the market data, it's simply not true. And there's an interesting trend that I've seen now coming up time and again. And that's that the youngest, the youngest users of companies' products are starting to pick up the phone again. So if you look at mm. Gen Z compared to the millennials, they're actually picking up the phone more uh, than than millennials, which is interesting to see what'll be interesting to see as you know they they take on more spending power in our economy, how that sort yeah. of how that will drive the channel of choice moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be super interesting. Those are really great insights. Thanks, Brian. The, like, when I think about all the things that you've said, you're really talking about the future of service as hybrid, right? Where you're looking at technology integrating with operations, right? You're looking at complexity taking care of the easy stuff, but giving the human beings an opportunity to engage on the higher value items in the omni-channel, right? And then you're also looking at, you know, how do you combine marketing with services to create one kind of, you know, interface for the customer and client. And then this this last point, I think, is relevatory to me because I had no idea that phone was coming back. So this is really, this is why it's great to have conversations with somebody that's uh, talking to hundreds of clients like you. It's, it'll be interesting to see, like, does phone come back with Gen Z? And, you know, what does that mean? And it could also be a hybrid where, you know, we start seeing this chat escalate to phone or phone, you know, to chat or whatever. It could be a hybrid as well. Gosh, I didn't know that. So that's super interesting. Now, what we what we haven't gotten under quite yet is why is that? And, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have some upcoming research taking a look at that. I have a hypothesis that a lot of companies digital experience just it stinks and so you know the customers are just picking up the phone because they would rather they would rather just get somebody on on the line rather than messing around with something they fundamentally don't enjoy doing or don't think is going to deliver the solution that they want it's going to be so interesting to see kind of how that progresses my hypothesis which could be wrong or right is perhaps gen z's want to have more engagement they want to you know, because they've been stuck in COVID or pandemic or whatever. They're like, hey, I want to talk to people. I want to engage. And is it a short-term trend or a long-term? It'll be interesting to definitely see. So, Brian, you you shared some amazing insights for all the listeners today. But if the listeners just walked away with one simple thing that they could either do today or think about in the future, what would that piece of advice that you'd give to them as we wrap up the podcast? So I think the one thing I would encourage the listeners to think about is to take a holistic view of incoming requests and figuring out what is the best way to serve your customers through which channel for different types of requests rather than taking sort of a a broad stroke and saying, I want everybody to be digital first and chat with me. I think that it's a bit more nuanced than that. And it could be even 
getting as sophisticated about thinking about the sort of intersection of the type of contact and the archetype of customer that you have. Yeah. And really trying to create a personalized experience, not just being knowing the customer's name and why they might be calling, but really also trying to steer them to the channel of choice where they want to be served and how you can serve them best. Totally agree. Totally agree. So Brian, thanks again for coming out. Where can listeners find you if they want to engage you after the podcast? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn, Brian Blackader with one D, B-L-A-C-K-A-D-E-R. Feel free also to reach out to me, Brian underscore Blackader at McKinsey.com. Be happy to have a conversation. Thanks again, Brian, for the time. So thanks listeners. As always, we love to talk to leaders about the future of service. Again, this is Jonathan Schroyer. I'm the Chief CX Innovation Officer at Arise Virtual Solutions, and I am responsible for the Future of Service channel, the Mission Matters Network. Until we meet again, have a great service. Cheers. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.